Hello and welcome to the Inside the Drinker Studio podcast. This is Ralph and I'm here with Michelle. Hi. And today we are bringing you the rye whiskey episode. And we're here at the Black Orchid Lounge. Yes, we are. We decided to bring it out here. Go mobile. We're testing the mobile setup. Yes. And what better way than to do it in my bar? Because then we get free booze. Free booze. Yes. It's pretty delicious. We've got a really Mm -hmm. awesome lineup here. Um, We've got uh, Sazerac Rye, uh, Bullet Rye, Willet, Hudson, and then we've got three cocktails here. Yes. Um, One is actually named after our guest. And we have here David Parrish. Hi, guys. How are you? Hi. And his drink is the Parrish Manhattan. Yes. But tell us about yourself, David Parrish, because not a lot of people know who you are. Not a lot of people do know who yeah. I am. Well, at least not probably in your guys' circle, at least. So I am a photographer based out of El Paso, Texas. And for my day job, you know, because we all have to have one of those, I travel teaching positive psychology or a positive psychology program to the u.s military yeah you travel Ah. way too much every time you're on my facebook and you're going somewhere all the time i think uh it's june today june like 16th i have been in 16th wow i've spent 20 days in el paso this entire year so far holy that's a lot of traveling that's a lot of traveling so do you visit a lot of bars on your travels? I do. Actually, that is what got me interested in alcohol in the first place. So awesome. I happened to stumble into a, a traditional speakeasy once upon a time, and there it happened. Where was that? I fell in love. In Philadelphia. Yeah, so I was <laughs> in Philadelphia and um, eating at a Mexican fusion restaurant mm. called El Rey nice. on Chestnut Street. And I've never been there. Yeah, so, and when you're there, they, uh, some one of my friends is like, ask them about the secret bar. Oh. Intrigued, I asked about the secret bar. And uh-huh. they took us through the kitchen mm-hmm. and down the basement and then back up into a straight speakeasy in the back. Oh, that wow. is really cool. That awesome. street easy, or that speakeasy is called um, the Ramstead Room in oh, Philly. Oh, yeah, you told me about this a while ago. Yeah, uh, it's a great place. That is really, really it's one cool. One of my favorite bars now, but that that's what made me fall in love with alcohol. Okay. Okay, so what do you like to drink? I mean, I have rice for you because I know you love rice, but is there anything else that you, you know? Yeah, I like to drink. <laughs> That's why you're here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel like this is a club meeting for not like people who are trying to recover Non-alcoholic from alcohol. Non-alcoholic yeah. anonymous. Like yeah. we all know each other no, and yeah. we drink a lot. Not only are we alcoholics, we're not anonymous in any way, shape, or form. We're proud clearly of it. we're telling everybody right now yeah. <laughs> that we are. Okay. Awesome. Well. So why, why Sazerac or why Rise? Like. Well, okay. So. One of the things that I fell in love with right off the bat when I was introduced to, I guess, classic cocktails was a Manhattan. Okay. Mm-hmm. And for me, a Manhattan made with a rye is just a heck of a lot better than anything else. And so at that point, I guess it's kind of like your first sexual experience. Mm. <laughs> you know, whatever, you your virginity that, to yeah, a Manhattan. Whoever that person was, you kind of hold on to something about them. And that's probably drives your further sexual engagements from that moment forth so i guess for me rye just did it It, (laughs) rye popped my cherry and rye has my my heart from this moment on that is that's cute i like them brown what can i say (laughs) (laughs) brown and strong yeah with a little bit of heat under that spicy and a lemon peel yeah (laughs) okay sure (laughs) 
Yeah, okay, so, so I say we, we, we need to get started yes. here. The first one I got is uh, Sasarak Rye. I don't have any. You guys already been yeah. drinking Sasarak Rye, and I think that you need some more. Because I, I will definitely have some yeah, more. Yeah, you gotta, you got to describe the taste of it to me. Or, you know, to the audience. Oh, yeah, sure. Here you go. Just yeah. a little bit more. There you go. Chip it that up. good? Chip it All up. right. Mm. So, so, Sazerac rye. This straight. you use in your, your Sazeracs, right? Well, yeah. This is the, the okay. stuff you use in the Sazerac. Actually, one important note, and it's really interesting that we just find out, uh, found out from Alex, the bartender, mm. is that the Sazerac in the beginning wasn't made with rye. Mm. It was made with brandy. Oh, okay. And it's... Fucking good, dude. With brandy. Yes, yes. I'm. Uh, I got Martel. So Juan decided to make it the other day, which you know, Juan is not here. By the way, we miss you. He's Our producer Chicago. is in Chicago working. Yay. But um, yeah, we tried it. And it's really, really good. So little piece of history there. Hmm. But anyways, you know, Sasrak Rye from the Sasrak Bar in New Orleans, and that's where they started doing it. So, hmm. cheers. Over there. This is straight rye whiskey. And this is from, where, where did we say that was this? Uh, Buffalo Trace. It's Buffalo Trace Distillery in Kentucky. Awesome. In KY. It's this right there. And so we were discussing this a little bit before we started recording. Yes. Um, we were thinking about where the, the leather taste comes from. Yeah. I, and I... I still don't have an answer. I mean, I think we discussed and yeah, said it's, it's in the barrels. But yeah, I thought that we agreed that it was from the barrels. Yeah. You know, the aging process, the type of wood that they use, all of that. Yeah. So there's some charring there. It's like leaching stuff from well, the wood. You, you know what? This one, one thing I learned is that the barrel itself, it you know, it's wood, it's porous, and it's going to absorb some right. of the stuff that mm. is around it where it's aging. So, you know, you never know. What if it was next to a tannery or something yeah. like that, and mm. you get some smells? Yeah. That could be a good point. Well, I do know in order <laughs> well. to classify something as a rye, it has to have at least 51% of the mash has to be rye. Like okay. in order yes, for it to legally sense. be classified as a rye, 51% of the mash has to come from rye. Yes. And the reason I think that's so important is because, you know, typically things that come from corn tend to be a little bit more sweeter and more like fruity in nature, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the, the straight rice tend to be more spicy, tend to be more full-bodied, I guess, would be the way to say it. I guess it. so. I mean, this one, I can taste a lot of vanilla in it. Yeah. It's very smooth. And then you get a kick in the end. Yeah. Okay. It falls spice. in the end. So, yeah, the first thing I notice in this dude is the heat. Mm -hmm. I mean, it kicks a little bit of mm -hmm. heat on the front side. But it mellows out real quickly. So, mm -hmm. although it's 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 bringing the saucer, it, it quickly, <laughs> quickly mellows out. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Sazer, no ack. No the ack goes away. The ack is gone. That is. <laughs> so, all right, cool. Well, do you want to start? You know what? I think it's, you know, we need to start with some of the questions that we have here for David start to start getting in. it interesting. Yeah, okay. yeah. You want to ask the first question? David, this is a, a questionnaire, a Proust questionnaire that we kind of modified okay. in order to be spirit, liquor, alcohol, beer compatible. All so, right. Yeah. Just, just be honest. Be truthful. Okay. So. It's not scary. So, David, <laughs> what is your current <laughs> drunk state of mind? Wow. So, my current drunk state of mind. Can you give me an example of what I'm looking for? Let's see. I think, I think the first one. Um, I think they said they were feeling. On the first episode, this was with Angie. Maybe I'm misquoting here. She said she was feeling like handsy or 
something like that. Yeah. So I, I, think I tend so. to get really uh, when I'm drinking. I tend to get really talky, as Michelle knows. <laughs> yeah, he many gets years really social bar. and chatty, I and then get, he goes really deep into yeah, conversation. Yeah, I, I get I get a little um, crazy. So. <laughs> Like, for example, I mean, something that I've been thinking a lot about right now is this concept of talent. That's, concept that's of the concept talent. of talent. And is that's that pretty what your pose was about today? Yeah, so that's been pretty okay. much what goes through my head constantly okay. is I actually don't think talent exists. I don't think you're born with any innate abilities. Okay. So, so you think talent is overrated? No, I think that to call you talented should be an insult to you because it displaces all the hard work that you put into developing whatever the thing is that you're talented at mm. oh, to say that you're born with something also doesn't give you the ability to strive for different things so this has been the concept that i've been kicking around it's actually what i plan to pursue for my doctoral thesis is to disprove that talent actually exists so if, if you're so. listening to us and you're a very talented and skillful person you well, should see, really appreciate yourself. The skill part, I would, I would, I would hundred percent support. But wow. like saying talent means that you're just. I, mean, I can't wait till we ask the talent question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh wow. dude! Well, I just might have blown that. Whole thing <laughs> oh, I think. I'm just gonna no. keep drinking. Just keep drinking. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a little see, bit more. He's I, I getting taste, chatty. <laughs> I taste, I taste more cloves in this thing now. I think. Where I, in the Sazerac? Yeah, in the Sazerac, I taste. Okay, see, cloves, it's actually. very different. It changes. You know, the more you. Uh, you put in your mouth, then your palate heavy, starts kind of like changing. Got some sitting there. Mm. Mm. It's good stuff. Yeah, you Delicious. sound like a squirrel when you do that. Delicious. Mm. Yeah. So what's my next question? I'm You're curious <laughs> now. This is what I love. Okay, this. I'll ask this one. All right. Which historical figure would you like to have a drink with? Thomas Jefferson, hands Ooh. down. Why? So, I mean, Thomas Jefferson to me is one of the most fascinating individuals in history. I mean, talk about such a conflicted individual. Okay. I mean, this guy was trying to rip apart slavery ahead of when the nation was, and I'm using air quotes here because you guys can't see it, theoretically <laughs> ready yeah. for it, uh-huh. um, and encountering a lot of resistance while his lover was a yeah. black woman. Yes. Um, and I mean, the guy was a genius on so many levels, but like died broke because he invested all of his money in well, books and drinking and hanging out in, in his mansion. You know, like wow. he, he, yeah. he ended up writing letters back and forth to one of his arch enemies for the rest of his life. So it's, it's just weird <laughs> yeah, for that me to is... think about. Like, but I, I find him incredibly fascinating. Oh, that's really interesting. That's that's really cool. What do you think he would drink, though? Well, I mean, uh, chances are, since uh, rye whiskey actually came from the northern United States originally, mm-hmm. um, he probably, and it, and it was born around the 1700s, ironically enough, he probably might have been drinking this. I mean, it, it actually resided in the, the northeastern states up until the Prohibition, and then at that time it got pushed down you totally be besties. So, <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Let's <laughs> waste your money well, yeah, on this ride. Did, on this did you guys ride. actually know that on Mount Vernon, George Washington's estate, there's a distillery now producing yes, all... Yes, I do know about are that. ...are producing rye whiskey. Oh, wow. Ah, made the exact same way that, that we hear George Washington liked his rye whiskey. That's so really cool. Our founding fathers were... 
big fans of drunken bastards just like us. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I mean, no offense. You can go far. Drink, you know? you can go yeah. So, okay, well, what about, um, let's taste some of this, these, uh, these cocktails. cocktails that Alex made for us. Um, I say we want to start with the, uh, with the sweet one, you know, because so this has a whole bunch of things in yet. here. So you guys go ahead and try it. Um, Alex made for us something with uh, Sassarac rye. It has uh, my homemade plum orange peel preserves. Nice. Because now I'm into that stuff. Sour, simple, grapefruit juice, and uh, mint sprigs. He slapped them in. It's got a minty smell mm-hmm. as soon as you raise yes. it to your mouth. Yes, it's quite tasty. Very aromatic. Sweet. It is really sweet. Yeah. A lot it's, of grapefruit. It's like it a, is a lot of grapefruit in there. It's a paleta for adults. <laughs> it's a grapefruit paleta. That's what we're going to call it. Oh, my God. Yeah, if you want to come and taste it to the Black Orchid, just make sure you ask Alex, you know, what he made. Because we don't even have a name for it yet. Grapefruit paleta. Grapefruit paleta. I'm not going to call it that. That's plumbing. That would sell. Just the name. People are like, yeah, I want that. Yeah, and they're going to want tahine with it. Fine. Put it on there. Give them some tahine, a grapefruit paleta, a Michelob. Yum. You're set. <laughs> Well, that All was kinds. really, really good. That it good. is good. It's yeah. I'm not. I'm usually not a fan of grapefruit type drinks, but I'm. I'm actually not hating that. It's really refreshing. It's yeah. Like so, what what rye did he use exactly? He the used Sazerac. a Sazerac. Sazerac. Wow. Yeah. So that's. I mean, that's really. That was a very good combination because yeah. of also the the you know like you said the clove and the vanilla. Oh, yeah. That, you know, we can pick and up even, from even it. Even that citrus that's on the back side of it. Yes. Really it's cut through the, the spiciness tasty. of the Sazerac. Yeah, it's right. not. It's definitely. You don't get that heat. I mean, yeah. that's a cool, refreshing drink. That's something that would be nice out on. What is yes, this? This is moving on to Bullet. Bullet Rye. Bullet Rye. This is something that our friend Alex Velis, who was uh, ah, in the the Fernet yeah, episode. The Fernet episode. We haven't aired that, but oh yeah, it, yeah. It'll be out. That. It'll be out soon. Uh, by the time you hear but this, he probably. loves to do shots of this shit. Of, of the bullet rye? Of the bullet rye. Really? Yes. Followed by uh, Fernet. Followed by Fernet, yeah. Mm. Yeah, this is good stuff here. So it smells great. See, this is sweeter. I don't know if you guys pick it up, yeah. but it's definitely sweeter than the Sassrack rye. It's definitely not, I mean, you get no heat up front. No. So it doesn't, it's probably why he likes to shoot it, although I think shooting rye might be a sin in my book. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? It's a luxury. There's for some. worse things too. Yeah, yeah. To shoot, I so mean, I'm 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 okay with bully rye. Oh. Like water? Who would shoot water? That'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> if if you tell Alex to surprise you, he might give you a shot of water. <laughs> He'll probably take that shot with you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Does anybody good. know anything about bully rye? I know it's, it's very common, I feel like. Um, so you can find it in most places, unlike mm-hmm. the Sazerac that we were just drinking. Maybe those things, Sazerac, I tend, I think Sazerac should be on everybody's home list, number one, to make cocktails yes, with. Totally. I feel like Bullet is much more accessible. Probably people like it more. I think it's the honey in it that people, that makes it the sweeter well, and you know what's cool Sampler. about Sasserac? The parent company, Buffalo Trace, has been around ever uh, since before Prohibition. Oh, wow. Okay. So, it's it, yeah, it's one of the oldest distilleries out there. So And I really enjoy Buffalo they Trace. They really know their shit. Yes. If they, if they want to send us T-shirts, 
go ahead, contact us on Inside the Yeah, we, we need some sponsorship here, huh? We We're representing, and we need to get out there. Ralph, you're the tech support guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Bullet Ride, I, I really enjoy this. Um, I mean, I do... I do see it at the Western beverages that I go to. It's always on the shelf. Yeah. Oh, there you go. You should get it. Um, well, I usually get Buffalo Trace. Okay. Yeah. Same stuff. Whatever. Anyways, David. Yeah. On what occasion do you lie? Wow. I think he's pleading the fifth right now. What occasion? <laughs> just one occasion. Oh, name one occasion on which I have lied? On what occasion? I mean, what just scenario? generally what makes you yeah. lie, you know? Well, I mean, currently I tend to, well, I mean, I tend to think I'm a very honest and upfront person. My, Hashtag my, truth. My belief is that once you lie, that eventually things come to light, and it is probably more embarrassing than if you just told the truth from up front. Yes. However, the thing that I've been lying about recently is when everybody <laughs> asks me, I'm getting ready to have a kid, my first kid. Yay. I waited till 40 to finally get around to having babies. So... Um, recently people keep asking me like what the sex of my child is of uh, which I know but, but you won't I'm tell. not allowed to tell anybody so oh. I keep finding myself in ample situations in which I have to lie about you various usually, things you need to say that you don't know I know but see like if I say I don't know then that's a lie and I feel uncomfortable with that so, but so then, what do you say a white when lie. you start at, well it, that's the thing is I usually say I know except you know what he blames people, it on his wife well my wife who I'm sure will be listening to me <laughs> at some point <laughs> he says you, that baby, she told him not to say it is her decision she didn't even want to find out the sex at all but I I really wanted to because bottom line is I, I think you need to mentally prepare for these things I think so too I, yeah. I think in my mind, I need to know if I'm ever sleeping ever again. You know, because if it's <laughs> if it's luck. a girl, no, no I'm the answer is no. I'm never <laughs> sleeping again. And if it's a boy, I'm probably still never sleeping again. So because he'll probably do dumb crap too. Exactly. Mm. So that's a, that's what I think what I'm lying about currently. I guess a lot. So, so. Ralph. So our next question for you, David. Yeah. <laughs> Which talent would you most like to have? Well, since we I don't believe that there's such a thing as talent, can, can we modify <laughs> All right, that? All right, can we can we get skill? Which skill? Skill. So what skill? So inside my entire theory of talent, and I honestly haven't done a lot of research around singing, but mm -hmm. I would love to have a good singing voice. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like that's... That's really what, common on this podcast. Yeah, but I mean... Yeah, like, everybody wants well, to sing. You, you think of like all other artistic endeavors, and they're kind of easier to develop you okay. know i can devote enough time to developing that and i don't know that that's true about singing See. so you know i feel like i have kind of two theories about it either you're born and your vocal cords are shaped right. a certain way that allow <laughs> you to sing but then and i know people might be listening to me like but that's talent you idiot but no that's that's physique that's how your body's shaped um, you still have to learn how to use yeah, your body you still have to learn yeah. how to use your body um or maybe you know early on those of us who sing yeah that forces the development of our vocal cords in a certain way. I don't know. If there's any singing experts out there, do hit, you sing? Please call in. At all. Yeah. I don't I sing all the time. I don't do it well. <laughs> I like do you do like karaoke and stuff like that? Um when I do karaoke it's more comic relief. You know, like <laughs> I just basically get up there, own it and make a complete ass out of myself and I'm perfectly comfortable with making a complete ass out of myself. Hence why I'm in a bar 
drinking with you guys right now. <laughs> Publicly no podcasting. No idea, yeah, no what, idea what's what I was happen. walking into because <laughs> yeah. I've never podcasted in my life. But wow. I'm loving it. This is a lot of fun. I have a captive audience. I don't know who you are, but you're captive <laughs> right now. <laughs> oh, okay. man. That's funny. Okay. Um, drink number two. It is actually... A, a drink that we made after you, David, here at the bar, because you came in asking if they can do a perfect Manhattan one day. With a twist. With a twist. Yeah. And we're all like, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I was very specific. I, I think I sent it back like three times. Yeah. yeah we were kind of like, who the fuck who, is this guy? Who was working at that time? Who's this guy? You know, I was kind of like interested. I was like, who's this guy? He was like wearing his like, you know little fedora and suit and oh. shit like that and i'm like who's this guy who like yeah serious very serious very into it and you, that's very rare to find in el paso mm-hmm. a guy knows his stuff his liquor so yeah, yeah. i think fun. he returned it a couple of times until i think tim was I here think tim ah. was making it, until yeah. he got okay. it right and yeah. then after that it was smooth sailing yeah and you were here i was here and All i was time. here often yeah in the beginning of those days. So tell us about your drink. Let's taste well, it. And well, I yeah. almost fucked it up because he put a cherry in it instead of a twist. So it is a it is a variation of a of a perfect cocktail. The first place that I ever had this drink, they called it a cotton cocktail. Hmm. So um, it is a perfect Manhattan, except that it has both sweet and dry vermouth in it, mm. and it has an absinthe rinse. Ooh, beautiful. And so we should get kind of that strong licorice oh, taste on it. the backside. Actually, this is one of my favorites. And um, then it has some bitters in it and mm. just a straight rye whiskey. Yeah, it's missing the twist. That gives it a really, yeah. really nice. Uh, I, t- I tend to aroma. really kind of reject the notion of throwing cherries in Manhattans in general. Yeah. I like a lemon zest on it, but, you know, each to their own. Yeah. Oh, or yeah, at least tasty. it's like homemade cherries. It's not that crap. Yeah. You know, you know, cherry in a jar. red number 40 stuff. <laughs> that was really tasty. Yeah, that is really good. So if you want to try this, come down to the Black Orchid Lounge and order yourself a Parish, Parish Manhattan. Manhattan. It's not in the menu, but if you ask for it. They know what it is. Thou shall receive. It's on the secret menu. No, Ooh. not really. No, well, it's, it's, it's not on the printed. It's in the, it's in the not printed. It's, it's on the <laughs> secret super secret menu. menu. Super secret menu. Super it's like underground. Secret. You need a, a code. Yeah. I don't know. Delicious. A code word or something. I think you should throw it back on and maybe change it from the parish to like the photographer's special or something. Mm, or no. something that's more intriguing. People have no idea what a parish is. They're probably looking at it like. <laughs> we do. Like, and if they ask, we die? can tell them who you are and, and you know, just send them to your studio. Well, so. apparently, yeah, they follow me on Instagram whether they know it or not. Like exactly. this guy right over here to the left. So, <laughs> Manhattan's brings me to my next question right. What is your greatest extravagance? Like, what, is, what do I spend things on? Sure. All right. I mean, what do you spend? It's extravagant. So maybe you don't Well, I spend a lot of to. money on cameras, clearly, because yeah. that kind of goes with the photography gig. But little known fact about me, and, and I spend a lot of money on fountain pens. Hmm. So I like old school fountain pens. So I might be an old soul. Let me, let me, let me tell I you about this. I think you are. I, hmm. uh, I like to buy old Mont Blancs uh, oh, fountains. Well, yeah, but those things are expensive. Yeah, I've have them ranging in my collection from about maybe about 300 to about $2000 for a pin. You can put those in a safe, right? 
Yeah, and so I um, I like fountain pens, and I also like straight razors. So I shave every day with a straight razor. Oh wow! Yeah, he's definitely and, uh, an old soul. And that um, is really cool. I, I I I have this. Can I share an, another life philosophy? Yeah, sure. So Go for it. I have this belief, and, and I started a little while ago, and and I kind of started writing maybe a book, maybe a blog. I don't know. We'll figure out where it goes. But it's called Lessons That I Learned from My Razor. <laughs> and and what I discovered the moment that I started shaving with a straight razor is there's a lot of time investment and mm. you're not just going to shave in five seconds like a normal no. guy who does with their Gillette um, yeah. but also how much care you put into your razor is how much care it puts into you mm. and I started thinking about like how much stuff is disposable on a daily basis like all, all the stuff we get rid of that and I wonder about like the psychological impact on us as human beings and whether or not we're now starting to consider people as disposable because we don't invest in building things anymore. We don't invest in creating things. We don't invest in our tools any longer. Everything is becoming disposable, disposable. to us. Even relationships so, yeah. are disposable. Exactly. <laughs> Seriously. I can just unfriend you at any time and, exactly. it, and it's over. So I don't know. It's, it's something I think about a lot. It's really interesting. Lessons I learned from my razor. Yeah. Yeah. That's a podcast right there. It could be a podcast. That right could there. be a that podcast. That could be the new thing that I talk about. I love this. <laughs> He's having fun. That is awesome. Okay, give him some more stuff. Let's try the will it rhyme. Mm, will it rhyme? Hey, everybody, so grab th- a cup. So this is a uh, this this. Uh, here we go. These guys originally produced brandy, I think. That's what I regret. The will it family. Mm. Is that what you looked up? Well, this is... Um, it smells stronger. It smells really different. Yeah, it smells... This is a small batch rye. It's uh, 55.9% alcohol yeah. by volume. Yeah, and that. it's a straight rye it's whiskey astringent. willet from Bardstown, I get hints Kentucky. of Gorilla Glue. This is really good. <laughs> I love this stuff. You know, but this is like... Mm. Woo. Yeah, this got some bite. It does have mm, a bite. That's really tasty, though. I enjoy a, a rye that has a bite. I mean, I do like the, the smooth ones that we've had already, mm-hmm. but those are better for mixing. This one, I just straight up. Yeah. Really, really yeah, good. I, I, I don't know how to describe what I'm tasting other than it's just, it's delicious. And it's a really nice bottle, too. I mean, it's a straight up bottle, but the label is really... There's a coat of arms on that? Yeah. yeah. It does. It looks fancy. This is fancy. for like the Willet family... That was really Coat good. Coat of arms? I don't know. It's, I, I was expecting more up, heat. No. I'm not going to lie. I was expecting it to be more like burning my face off as I consumed it. No, but the flavor and the aroma takes you. And that's dangerous. I think you can. Wow. Oh. I think it's maybe you could smell the char of the barrel mm-hmm, up yeah. front. And you mm-hmm. can definitely taste it. It's like this is a good way to get into scotch, I would say. Oh, yeah, Maybe. Maybe this is your yeah, gateway drug to scotch. Yeah, because it does have that bite that <laughs> scotch has, you know, aside from the, you know, smokiness. Yeah. This one doesn't have, right. obviously. But, yeah. It's definitely not as peaty as it could be. Well, no. Not at all. But, I mean, it is a good starter if you want to switch to uh, to scotch. I'm sorry, from right to scotch. I think this would be a good one. It's very tasty. Yeah. Awesome. Want to ask the next question? We've got some more questions. Yes, we do. We've got 13 questions. All right. Wow, I so, like under fire. So we've got an old soul with us. Uh, what is your idea of perfect happiness? Well, so since I know already, kind of being a social scientist, I think happiness is what you create in mm-hmm. a moment. So 
like even this morning, ironically, as I was posting on Facebook, because that's what I do. I drink and post things on Facebook. Um, but I think you have to be, you have to understand that we tend to live in regret often. And the things that we tend to regret are the things that we didn't do. Mm. But the moment that the present is gone, hence it passes into the past, we can't change any of that stuff. Mm. So you're regretting things that you literally have no control over. And you're planning, maybe right now, you're maybe sitting down and planning for a future that might never occur. So really, I think happiness exists in each moment and capitalizing each moment for what it is. Maybe it's sitting around and enjoying some good rye whiskeys with some friends on a podcast or maybe it's just i don't know being outside yeah. for five seconds and dude just you want to be my psychologist seriously you're very positive yeah. and i love it positive so. psychology i yeah. know i but need that in my life That's <laughs> i work way too much <laughs> well i mean it's it's even though in your work though enjoy yeah. like i obviously work a lot i have i have i own a, several businesses myself and i also work full-time for somebody else um, and now you're married. And, and now I'm married and having a kid. Child so on the way. Yep. There's, there's obviously time is divided. Rapidly it's divided. Um, however, like, I just think that, like, we still have to figure out in each moment what it is. Because ultimately if we understand that it's what we think about each situation that makes us unhappy or makes us miserable, uh, miserable like, change yeah. your thoughts. Because your thoughts are what is driving your emotions and your reactions so like just stop pause what you're thinking if you're if you're feeling emotions of sadness think about something else like it's really that simple it takes a lot of training but it's really that simple it's not easy try meditation yeah meditation. you do meditation meditation. Mm -hmm. yeah that's cool that's kind of going into the whole mindfulness movement Mm -hmm. yeah i don't do that i just sit down and watch tv because that makes me happy nowadays i don't really have time for me we're being mindful right now when we're tasting this we are are. hey you know what drinking makes me happy that might be alcoholism but i don't give a shit (laughs) ralph brings up a good point though i mean this is really being in the moment you know like it forces you to slow down and think about what you're putting in your mouth and tasting Mm. every element of it that is mindfulness that's just being present in what you're doing you're not thinking of bills when you're thinking of this beautiful taste and you're not just slamming the alcohol it is so good you know i had a tough day and i Uh, needed this because people my day was eh, not too stressful I was stressed out for a minute. I wanted to, to slap the... The mint. No, <laughs> I wanted to slap the girl at the bank today. Oh. Yes. Which bank? Wells Fargo. Oof. Yeah, well, Wells I mean, there's, it's not like Chase or Bank of America are better. You know, they're all yeah. the same shit. But, yeah, I got yelled at at the bank. By uh, the teller? Sort of. She was lecturing me about going between the hours of 8.30 and 10.30 to get change because I own a business. And I'm like, bitch. Like I a. own a bar. Yeah. That's insane. And it was just like less than 200 that I need to change for. And she's just like, I'm like, shut the fuck up. It's like, is this working money. hours for you? Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways. Anyways, back I just to, vented. Back I just vented. Thank you, everybody, drinking. for listening to my venting. Back to mindfully <laughs> drinking these rice. Hopefully, you're enjoying it. Yes, I am. The will it is actually helping a lot. Okay. And I miss my husband. Aww. We love you, Juan, wherever no, you are in the world right now. Chicago. 
Oh my God! Wow. So we're going from happiness to uh, to a whole other emotion. Yes. David, what is your greatest fear? Hmm. He's really thinking about it. Are you scared of anything? Well, there's a lot to be afraid of. I mean, I know, but you know. So I think the only thing, like, I don't, I don't really think of, I don't think I'm afraid of many things in the traditional sense because I, I tend to try and tackle the things that I fear the most. But I do think about a lot lately about the state of our world and the fact that I'm bringing a child Mm. into it. Oh yeah, yeah, Um, that is scary. And and that terrifies me. I mean, there's a lot of things that are going on as we all see from the news and everything happening. And and I'm not so much scared for for my life or anything because honestly, I feel like I've lived a good life. And if it were to end today, I would go down with no regrets. But I I think it's more of how you're going to race it in a world that is kind of fucked up right now. I mean, how do I explain some of the stuff that's going on to to my kids? That is true. You know, when they come to me and ask why some prick shot up a club, you Mm. know, then I have to tell them exactly why. Exactly. (laughs) You know, how to explain hate to a child. Well, I mean, and, and, and I honestly. I don't, I don't even want to explain hate. I, I just want to um, own it for what it is. Like, well, yeah, the dude's, but that's the gonna, dude's you a know, psych- it has psychotic happened. asshole. Like, that's yeah. it. Like, there, there really is no explaining that behavior. You're, you're fucked up. Like, <laughs> I'm glad you're I dead. know, it is. But and then they ask, why do fucked up people exist? And woof. Yeah. yeah, I don't it's know. a whole other subject here, huh? Their moms didn't hug them enough, so come I here and let me hug not. you. <laughs> yeah, <I'll laughs> All right. I cheer to, to the people of Orlando with my willet. Because that sucked. Ah, anyways, moving on. If you were to die and come back as a beer, drink, or spirit, what would it be? I think it would be rye, but I don't know. What do you have to say? Hmm. What mm. would I come back as? Yes. Well, I mean, that would be a shitty way to come back, first of all. That's a messed up question. <laughs> well, yeah, but consumed. let's say that you have no choice yeah, and God the, is like, we'll pick one. I have to come back as. <laughs> let's say you're at God's bar come, in heaven and I mean, he says which one. Although I love be. getting swallowed. <laughs> things that I don't want to probably go into. So. Um, okay. However, let me, let me, let me I go. Um, I mean, <laughs> right? I love it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, well, this um, is my drink of choice that we're drinking, so prob- maybe obvious. Um, Parish but, rye. But maybe maybe I want to come back as, so so something I've been really enjoying later, lately is the stouts that are aged mm. in bourbon barrels. Ooh, oh. yes. So, you know. Yes. So I, he would be like Bishop's yes. Barrel Number Parish. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I could be the best of both worlds there. I could be that both would be a really beer cool. and a bourbon simultaneously. That is awesome. That Nobody is has answered that That's yet. That's very creative. That is creative. I would totally drink that. Yeah. Drink cool. it in memory of me. So <laughs> you're, you're creative, you're positive, uh, very intelligent. What would you say is your most marked characteristic? What would I say it is or what do I hope it is? Say it is. Say it is. Say wow. Um, I believe my most marked characteristic is my ability to understand other people. Like, to be empathetic, but also to understand, like, their motivations for doing things in a moment. So, I think that's something that I've honed and developed very well over my lifetime, uh, over the last 40 years. And I just think that I can identify with people pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can move from kind of group to group very easily. 
it sort of makes me a social butterfly, which Michelle has already identified oh, as. Yeah. But he's very social. I think that's uh, probably my most marked characteristic. Yeah. And that's what we need in the world, really. We need more empathy. Yeah, we need more people like you. Can you clone yourself, David? Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Can you be a, a stout aged in a bourbon barrel that somehow gives people the ability Hope. to empathize? <laughs> and empathy. Hope and empathy. Yeah, Positivity. I'm totally going to eat that cake over there after we're done. I can't. Oh, you're <laughs> craving the cake. He's craving the chocolate now. Chocolate cake. <laughs> All right. Well, there, we're going to have actually, a... Actually, I think that's what, what? The, the hint that I've tasted is. Maybe. Uh, chocolate. I Maybe. Like chocolate I mean, anything can happen, yeah. you know? There's Maybe no perfect way of describing. I didn't want it until we started drinking that. If so. that's what you pick up... That's what it it's is. It's a good pairing, and rye and chocolate cake. Let the chips fall yeah. where they may, <laughs> and the rye tastes like chocolate. Damn it. So we, we've got another cocktail here. This is the last one. This is uh, named the Rocket Fuel. This is Rocket Fuel. So this has Rittenhouse, Ornitos Black Barrel, which is awesome. Punt mm. um, yeah. Mes? Punt Mes. Yes, that is an Italian vermouth. Ah. Mm. Yes. Ramazzotti Amaro. That is a no, uh, that's another... Um, that's more like a yeah, an amaro. That's a there's there's pimento dram in here. Yes. And what is a dram exactly? You know what? I hate to say that I don't really know exactly. It's 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 a pimento. It's it's kind of like a. So pimento is that red thing. It's that you find it's in the definitely olive. you know it's sweet. Okay. It's sweet for sure. So we got grapefruit bitters here, a different way to use grapefruit. Mm-hmm. And then we have a flambe, flambade, uh, blah, 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 flambade orange peel. So yes. it's a burnt orange So peel. he burnt the orange peel, and then he just rubbed it in the rim. And he burnt the piss out of it. Mm. How did he do it? Well, do you guys have a torch back there? Or? Yeah. No, we just have a lighter. Oh. Oh, okay, so okay. we're going to taste the fuel. <laughs> that's I why mean, it's you, called you, rocket you know, fuel. that's how you squeeze the oils, uh, the essential oils from the orange peel, and that's what burns up. i got to think they did it different yeah. back in the day. Have you ever tried to use matches? I wonder what that would do. I haven't. I, You know what? Somebody told me to get matches yesterday, so I think I'm going to start getting yeah, some, like some matches. Yeah, like wood matches. I wonder yes. what that would do. To actually burn the pill? Yeah. Yeah, because I think, you know, David is right about the, the fuel with a lighter. That, you know. Oh, you were serious. You used a lighter. Yes. <laughs> oh, I thought you had like a. I, I no, 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 I no. Have, we have, have lighters. I have a blowtorch. I'll bring you. Like no problem. <laughs> you guys bring me yours. Yeah, your torch. Some beautiful. And we'll creme get brulee. matches and then burn the. No, we're not gonna burn the place down. You pyros. No, I mean it's a Kay. little like little flambe. Yeah. Torch. I'm gonna I taste this. I use it to light Oy, cigars. Let me reach. So this is in a little rocks glass. Yeah, with the king ice cube and the orange peel. It's very sexy. It is for sexy. a rocket fuel. You look nice holding it. Thank you. I sound good tasting it too. I mm. good. <laughs> Holy shit! That is rocket ooh, fuel. That is good. So Rittenhouse. Why does it taste like cinnamon? So Rittenhouse it has rye. Some cinnamony. I would say is mm. probably mm. again to everybody that's listening ooh. is one of those things that you absolutely must have in your home bar. Like Which Sazerac, one? Rittenhouse rye. Rittenhouse uh, rye is a great rye to have. In it a is. Bar. It's a hundred proof rye. Yeah. It's really, Perfect. really good. Oh man, that is a delicious drink. That's yeah. very clovey. Okay, is it clove or is it cinnamon? I'm I picking get, up a lot of cinnamon. I got a lot of cinnamon. I'm yeah. just smelling it. Oh. It's it's Where, really delicious. What's, what's in it again? Uh, we've got a Rittenhouse Ornitos Black Barrel. Yes. Punt MS. Ramazotti Amaro, mm-hmm. pimento dram. Oh, that's bitters. the pimento dram. That's the clovey. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's really great. good. Yeah, that, that, is really really good. Good. that is really, really good. So awesome. this needs a name so that I can order this. Rocket, Rocket fuel. fuel. Rocket fuel. Yes. On the super secret menu. Or On the super secret menu. Okay. 
Well, yeah. Right next to the parish. Right next to the parish. <laughs> that is quite tasty. That was really good. And let's taste our last uh, sample here. We have Hudson Manhattan whiskey. Hudson Manhattan. Well, it's obviously a rye. from New Manhattan York. Rye. Yes. It's in a bottle that I, I would describe as oh. a chode. Thank you. Did you taste yours already? I don't. I don't think yeah, so. Did I not you. serve you? Oopsie. Okay. I gotta finish this Willet. <clears throat> and we all have to drive home after we eat chocolate cake. Yeah, I'm <laughs> loving this. So this is New York, right? Mm. With mm. a name like Hudson Manhattan Rye Whiskey. This is totally like different. I get like a yeasty smell off of it. it smells Grain. like you're making pizza dough. That was the chip I just ate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can taste like yeah, dough. This is, this is grainy. Very, very grainy. I mean, it's amazing, and I love the bottle. It's a short, stocky Chode. bottle. You like it because it's short and stocky? Chode. Yeah. It's just different. Short and stuck. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, definitely more grainy. But this is way smoother. I mean, after having the Willet and mm. I have, after having these cocktails, this is definitely very, very smooth. I feel like we went, well, I don't, I don't feel like we went in exact heat order, but no. yeah, from the Sazerac, this is definitely more more heated yeah. than the than the Willet or the, the Bullet was. Hmm. So I'd probably put this second on the heat scale. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think I, I enjoyed the Willet most of all. I know. That's yeah. definitely definitely something I will buy in the future. Yeah. Whew. Okay. Well, I'm moving to the next question. we got four more questions to go. David, what do you most value in your friends? And you got good friends here. Yeah. Um... Well, I think these things, these, there are two things, and they go hand in hand. No, I'll sum it up into one single word, accountability. Mm. Mm. So I think the thing that separates people who I consider acquaintances and people who I consider friends are my friends hold me accountable. So if I'm screwing something up or if I'm doing something bad or I'm saying something stupid or whatever else, like they're the people who are going to call me on my BS. In fact, yeah. that's the whole reason why I'm married to my wife. Is because she was one of the first women I've ever so dated. So she's the one that's like, dude, on you're BS. being a fucking douchebag. That's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, except she's she's just, she doesn't really swear, so she's more tactful oh. with it. But um, she's very yeah. nice. She's she's a sweetheart. She's a sweetheart. But she has a she has a distinct way of letting you know that you screwed up. So she gives you a look. It's not even a look. No. It's more of a, I can just feel like, and, and she's really good at it. It's like, I almost, I feel guilty when I've let her down. So Aww. that's yeah. good. That is good. These, these are like someone who holds you accountable is a person who's like making you a better person. Yeah, exactly. That's well, why yeah. I look at it. They're helping you grow instead of letting you. So, you know, they say that we're the sum of the, our five closest people. So when you think about that, yeah. you better choose those five people rather well yeah going choose to be wisely don't fuck up yeah i think that you know juan kind of does the same thing i guess that's why he married me because i'm such a bitch to him right you know every now and then i call him on his <laughs> shit and then you know like sometimes i like yell at him and he's like i fucking like that he was so sexy i'm like i'm fucking mad at you don't tell me i'm sexy right now can we just go home right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i see what you're saying that's Interesting. really cool oh yeah that's what I look for, friends. Well, next question, sir. Ralph? Okay, so, so how would you like to die? Fast. Fast doesn't matter how? No. 
I, I mean, it's like, you know, standing on a train track. I, I tend to just think of death as something that I hope is painless. Like, um, I guess I just don't really want to, like, although I feel like at this moment in time, yeah, I mean, to be clear, I've gone to combat and done mm. a, some other things in my life, but, like, I just feel like when that moment comes, I would rather not know much about it. I would rather just be like, oh, fuck, I'm dead. Like, like it just I happens. guess by the time yeah. that like you're, you're dead, not even you aware. can't say, like, yeah. you know, then you're there. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I don't want to die painfully either. It's like yeah. I don't think anybody wants to. Yeah, I mean, I, that, you, know? you know, getting cancer and rotting away mm. or no. getting shot in the gut okay. and bleeding out and, and anything I, like that, that sucks. I feel like dying in your sleep is not as peaceful as people say it is. Ah. That's how yeah. I want to go. I don't know. I feel like you're going to wake like, up choking to death. I feel like dying violently, but quickly. No, I feel like I just... Go out. I, I hope it's a good dream that I'm having and just get stuck in it. Truthfully, and I'm dead. Truthfully, I hope it makes a great story, however. I <laughs> <laughs> you like, start writing a book yeah, about I it. I would love for people to be like, hey, remember that guy? I don't even remember his name, but remember that guy that that thing happened to? His like, collection of fountain pens just fell on him. Yeah, and exploded. Yeah. And grounded <laughs> in the ink. Like, <laughs> that is graphic. <laughs> Killed by very expensive pens. <laughs> That's cool. Maybe I took one to the eye. I don't know. I don't feel like drowning would be quick. <laughs> okay, so our next question. What is your motto? What is my motto? Like my life's philosophy? My sure, life's motto? your motto. Your mantra. Mm, mantra. My mantra is really work harder than the other guy. And, that's that's and really interesting. What I think about that is just if if you cast off the belief that there's such a thing as talent, then that means anything that you desire, you have to work for and you have to devote time for. So, and if you're trying to get to the top of a field or get to the top of a craft, mm-hmm. the people who make it are the people that have enduring passion and perseverance. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you do. You have to work for it because nowadays. It's hard to find people like that. It's hard to find employees that really give their best. I mean, you're trying to get a sandwich at Subway, and the guy's just like, mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I get it. You're getting minimum wage, and you probably hit your job. But why can't you just be the best? But at the at same it? time, I 100% believe that yeah. even if you're doing a minimal job, like there are ways in which you that can That you can do find, it better. Oh, yeah, you can find something in that that is still yours. And when yeah. you do that, then... You know, you like get inspired, the stuff you get about. motivated. Well, the, the misery goes away, yeah. and then you're putting something of yourself in each thing. Because yeah. so. that is your life at that moment. Yeah. And, and you know, like it or not, you know, I mean, like, you're earning your, your wages, and that's respectful. So how can you how can you find that thing that drives you? And that's what I'm, that's what I'm most interested in. I don't know. But final question. What would you do with a million dollars? <laughs> well, a million dollars today isn't really worth that much. Okay. So I think that well. overall, I'd probably purchase a house, a modest house, um, so that I have something that makes that money more valuable. And mm-hmm. then ultimately, I would invest that money and make it grow into more money. Like, long-term strategy, I honestly. I mean, Perish Inc. Yeah, Wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> I'd try and go for some guarantees. Hell yeah. Well, so we have a very that smart That might be a boring answer, today. but yeah. It's not boring it's, it's at all. Answer. It is yeah. a good answer. That's what Everything need to hear. is like, yeah. Exactly. Wow. A million dollars isn't what it was when we were growing up. It won't last that <laughs> Well, long. I know nowadays it's just like chump change for some. But you could you could grow it in a short amount of time. So. Yeah. Oh, as long as you know what to do with it. Yeah. 
Some people would throw it away. Some people would give it away. He would invest it. In a home and in future money. That's good. Mm. Would you invest it in rye or any spirit making your own? You know, I would actually love to distill my own stuff, but building a distillery is, you know, costly, so maybe maybe that would be something I'd want to do, you know? It is very costly. Yeah, takes a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend that. You're going to have a kid, so no. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I could train the next generation of great distillers, and then maybe we really could have a parish Manhattan. Manhattan. Ooh, parish rye. rye. Parish rye. Bourbon-infused. Uh, barrel infuse or whatever of, uh, beer stuff. Ooh. Yeah, why not? Yeah, that Made would be really, rye. really cool. Wow, it's been interesting. How very, are you feeling, Ralph? Very enlightening episode. I know, it's cool. Wow. Hopefully you, you found a way to appreciate yourself and to find some, some happiness in every moment. Yeah, it's a very, you know what, we need positivity. Right now, after everything, all the bullshit that's been happening in this world, we need this. Yes. So, Please keep listening inside a drinker studio, people. This is episode number four. We'd like to thank David Parrish for stopping by well, at the you Black guys for Market. Me. I might be addi- addicted to this thing now. Yeah, well, you need to follow us. To I, I do follow you. Follow I, us now I'm and a keep listening. Every episode gets downloaded directly you to need to mobile, share mobile it devices, because so. now you're going to be part of it. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I feel like Hell I'm yeah. going to spread it around the world now. Beautiful. Spread it around the world everywhere you go because you travel a lot. My social media following. Yeah, whenever you're in the airplane. You know, just show it to the guy next sitting next to you, and like, you never know you where it's gonna to this, end. Because this what guy, if it's this guy right here, he's famous, and you're sitting next exactly. to him. Look, he's even on a podcast. Hell yes. So, <laughs> and then number four. <laughs> episode number four. Thank you to the Black Orchid Lounge. So I guess I gotta thank myself for letting us do this here. Yeah. Thank you, sense? Michelle, <laughs> for for this wonderful I know. <laughs> <laughs> And thank you to Alex for making those cocktails. They were awesome. Yeah, Alex, thanks Woo. for the cocktails. All right, people. So, so. with that, we uh, say goodbye to everybody. Thanks for listening. Follow us Instagram, Facebook, you Snapchat. Can, you can find us on Twitter, iTunes, on iTunes. Podcast Addicts. If you have another app you use to listen to podcasts, let us yes. know. We'll be on there. Yeah. And then if you want us to go to your place, you know, if you have a bar, Please, yeah, contact us because we'll take over the podcast to you. We would love to see who you are. Visit you at your bar, be be in your ambiance, see your crowd. And uh, so you could email us at insidethedrinkerstudio at gmail.com. Yes, so you can just send us a message on Facebook. On Facebook, on our page. Thank you very much, everybody. I'm Michelle Fierro and Ralph Martinez here. Hey. Say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thank you, guys. Have a great week. Cheers. Guess I'll keep thinking and I'll keep drinking. Well, the more I think, the more I drink, and the more I drink, the more I think I can't stop thinking about what you did to me. Guess I'll keep thinking.